second. Who's on first? What base do you want to talk about? I'm going to get in a lot of trouble here. Just a bit outside. And there's a fly ball deep to left. It's on its way. There it goes. There's no flying in baseball. I don't believe what I just saw. They're comedians, sports fans, and all-around degenerates. It's the Who's On First podcast with your hosts, Matt Marin, Anthony Passaretti, and Patrick Haggerty. You play ball like a girl! What's up? Welcome to the Who's On First podcast. Matt Marin here. We are back in studio here with Anthony Passaretti. Woo, what's up? And Patrick Haggerty. Hey, <laughs> Back in the studio, off of Zoom again. Um, we're trying to put out episodes every week, so we'll do a Zoom show if we have to. But uh, it uh, after uh, because throughout the pandemic, we were doing stuff on Zoom, not just uh, for the podcast, but for shows and stuff. Now that everything's been back live, having to go back to Zoom, uh, I hate it. Really, <laughs> I, I've learned, I've learned to just accept it as like part of like sometimes you call people and sometimes you text people. Like it's just sort of one of the ways people talk now. Yeah, there are some podcasts that I will watch where. Well, I guess like on like sports shows now, you'll see the screens and everyone's talking, and yeah, uh, yeah it doesn't. I don't know how they don't always talk over each other. Oh, that is definitely takes a lot of skill for sure. Yeah, um, and I think if you have enough money, you can just sort of smooth over any of that. Like you can just yeah. get the highest connection, best program. Like ESPN's that's probably not, it. Because you know. yeah, I feel like when we were recording, like there was some lag, so if someone would start talking. I'm like, oh, they. Like just the reactions felt a little bit off because we don't have the money that they do at ESPN. Yeah, but but even, but on the S Network, Paul O'Neill will be talking over people all the time. He's at he's usually at his home yeah. when he does the the Zoom calls, yeah. and it's probably because Paul O'Neill's like, no, nah, I don't need that fancy stuff. Yep. I'll just, yeah. I'll, I'll just do it with my home computer that I have from 1990s. Yeah, he lives yeah. in what like Kansas City. Yeah, yeah. So the internet there can't be fantastic. <laughs> Not like LA good. Uh, he lives in Ohio, right? Or something. Yeah, yeah, he yeah. lives in the middle of the country where okay, it's not yeah. New York or L.A. Wide Ohio makes right. sense. He played for the Cincinnati Reds for a while, I guess. Yeah, hometown yeah. hometown team. Yeah, it's weird when, um, I can't think of an example now, but like a guy, like a lot of times you'll see, oh, they live here because they played minor league baseball there. Or their first team was there. They were born there or something. It'd be weird, Paul and you living in Kansas City. I'm like, I don't think he ever played or lived in Kansas City. Yeah, and you got to consider like with the guys that have families too. It like sucks to like just uproot your family every trade deadline. Yeah, so, can like, you imagine being Edwin Jackson's wife? Well, uh, yeah, that one family. sucks. Yeah. But also there was- Played for 11 different teams. Um, What's his face? Uh. Eddie Rosario has something similar. Not Eddie Rosario. Jock Peterson has something very yeah. similar this year because he was a Dodger, and then he signs a deal with the Cubs, and then at that same trade deadline goes to Atlanta. So like his wife must have been like, "Fuck! I just got the <laughs> Chicago house. Like, oh, I just put these couches and curtains yeah. in. Like, yeah, we're going to Atlanta for." Ah. Especially like I'm sure you know Jock Peterson makes pretty good money, but he's not like that next level like huge oh, contract yeah. kind of guy. So so she's like, ah, oh, shit. Yeah, <laughs> like, like we wanted that deposit back. Yeah, yeah. They get really into real estate and get into house flipping because it's like, well, we're going to get traded anyway. We're not actually house flipping. We're just actually moving. Yeah. Sometimes when I'm like at my loftiest of dreams, I go on Zillow and look at apartments that have dishwashers in them. <laughs> <laughs> and then you feel like Jock Peterson. Yep, yeah, that's, that's, that's once I'm making Jock money. Yeah. I do uh, think we, uh, as fans... Uh, it's never talked about on TV shows either. We underestimate how much goes into uprooting your life and moving to another city for another team. Yeah. Whether it's free agency or trades, like, everyone's always just like, well, I don't feel bad for them because they're millionaires. And it's like, yeah, sure, but 
it's whether you're a millionaire or not, it's still a crazy amount of like paperwork and just logistics, and it's got to be stressful. And then you also have to play at the highest level of athletics in the world. Yeah, yeah. well, that's why Anthony Rizzo s- has said that he's eager to come back to the Yankees, and it probably has a lot to do with the fact that he has extended family in Jersey, you know. So he's mm-hmm. like, yeah, if I'm gonna move anywhere, I might as well move here. You know? Yeah, I felt like Cece felt that way too, where he's like, I this is a great deal for me because I would like to set my shop up around here. And yeah. I'd like to be a presence in. New York for right. my kids' future and stuff. So I totally get that. I, they better re-sign Rizzo. He's so fun. Yes. It makes so much sense to re-sign him. And, and you know, it's that Chase Headley uh, thought process where it's like, oh, yeah, here's a four-year solid contract. Boom. You know, just It'd be such a tease to let him go. Like, you just have him. He's, he's so good. And we had him for, like, two months. Yeah. Yeah, yeah that'd be so sad. I think they will. I, I, my thought is that they will. So yeah, I hope so. I mean, it yeah. would make the fans happy, and you got to do something for the fans. Something, just something to keep get, get them calm, get right. them ready. Right. Something. And they do, and they do do things like that. Like the the re-signing of DJ Lemayhu, I have to give them credit. They only did that because the eight fans wanted them. Absolutely, to. and it turned out to not it be was the not, best. Probably not good. Enough, yep. But yeah. whatever. Yep. Yeah, it's it's tough. Where um, like some of the things that are failures of the Yankees aren't even necessary. Like they're frustrating. But how, do you not re-sign LeMayhew? Right. Like, do you have traded Glaber before the season? Maybe we can look back and say maybe you've traded Gary to try and get some value. But a lot of the things we're looking at now are just failures that you couldn't have predicted. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Voight is another one. Like, yeah, they could have traded him after leading the league in homers, but then we'd be like, what the fuck are you doing exactly, trading Luke yeah. Voight? <laughs> yeah. I think Voight is gone for sure because now, like, on top of everything else, I'm starting to see little trickles out that he's a locker room uh Distraction, poison, however you want to phrase it. Like, yeah, like he's not, he doesn't get along with everybody right mm. now. Or like, however, this whole thing went down made him like bitter towards it. And he's just, mm. there's a clear rift between him and the other guys now. I'm sure it did. Uh, yeah, it would be pretty, it, it, you can't keep him. After the way that it went down this nope. uh, during the, like when once Rizzo came in, you can't keep him. Yeah, it's like cheating on someone and being like, still want to go on vacation like three weeks later. Right, yeah. Right. <laughs> like, it doesn't like work that way. Yeah. <laughs> like you, like you have a girlfriend where you're like, they do the math with like, wait a second, uh, you, you're having your year anniversary with her, <laughs> but we were dating on this day. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, so, exactly. It's, like, it's, nah, it's just yeah. awkward at this point. All the cards are on the table. You have to move on. <laughs> it is tough with um. Because, like, we always, whenever a team is bad, and I do think the Yankees have, like, management has made a lot of mistakes, but a lot of times mistakes aren't made by management and coaches, just the things that seemed like right decisions ended up being wrong decisions. Yeah. And it's it's always, no fan ever wants to be like, yep, uh, we didn't do well this year, Uh, we were disappointed this year, but... What else could anyone have done? Let's keep everyone and bring everyone back. You never want to be like that. But sometimes I do think there is something to players underperformed. What do you do? Sure. Yeah. But I don't like that. You can do that, but you can't say that. It's yeah. one of those things. And Boone does nothing but say that. He gets in the press conferences. He's like, well, I like everything that we have here. And I think that eventually it'll work. It's like, man, say that this is frustrating at least. Like, yeah. say that, like, we are not going to do the same thing when we li- the fr- the fact that he said that so many times after losses where he's like I think we're just going to you know keep our heads down and keep pushing in this same exact direction it's like even if you're going to please for the love of god say you're going to do try something yeah. else like ev- yeah. ev- right exactly eventually he did break a little bit like but it was because uh the the reporters were like you got to stop saying that shit you got yeah, cuz they're all probably <laughs> looking at him yeah. like 
Like, like they're not. You gotta. You know, it's better for all of us when the Yankees are good. Can you yeah. please have the Yankees be good? Yeah, the big market team. <laughs> well, yeah, the big. There's money in the big market teams being good for right. the entire league. Mm-hmm. I mean, speaking of stuff that's good for the league, if Atlanta wins the World Series, which we're definitely gonna dive into, the World Series is going on. Uh, Fifteen of the thirty teams will have won a World Series since two thousand. That's great for the game. Mm-hmm. That's so I good. actually disagree. Why? Every market gets to have an exciting time. Yeah, but I think dynasties and teams in uh, dominating makes for more exciting sports. I got real deep into 70s NBA during that first lockdown. I read The Breaks of the Game. It's a huge book all about, like, it's one specific season, but all 70s NBA. Um, it's a forgotten era in the NBA. No one really talks about it because every other decade had the Celtics, the Lakers, the uh, Miami Heat, the Golden State Warriors. I do think a team being dominant with mega stars, stars probably more than teams being dominant. Um, well, every team has a star now too. That's it's it's good because every team is somewhat competitive at this point or has a farm system where every fan base is excited. So each game is getting well. Baseball, baseball is very local, so they'll have local stars. Salvador Perez is not a star in the same way LeBron James or Magic Johnson or Larry Bird. That's are. not even a fair comparison, though. Like. It, like at, at a certain point, like as baseball goes up, like LeBron James is so beyond being an athlete. Like, you, like Magic Johnson too. He's like a he's like a super billionaire. Like you, you're or even the, in the ba- icons in, of the in baseball when there had been dominant teams, Derek Jeter. Uh, there's Salvador Perez. Yeah, not okay, a, but yeah. you look back, the most famous guys from a lot of these eras had nothing to do with winning dynasties. Mark McGuire never won shit. Sammy Sosa never won well, shit. Ken Griffey Jr. never won shit. Breaking a 50-year-old home run record is... Uh, Ken Griffey Jr. is a good example. Uh, but McGuire and Sosa broke 50-year home run records, that records that we thought would never Still, fall. so I'm just saying that those are stars yeah. on teams that are there. So, like, having Juan Soto be on the Nationals is yeah. amazing. Having Guerrero Jr. be up in Toronto is amazing. But like, we also did say a few weeks ago that the problem with Shohei Otani, the reason, or not problem, but the thing he, that's preventing him from being a bigger star is that his team's not winning. That's probably true, but at the same time, there's also the limited scope of where baseball is in America, too. Like, the peak of it, it like, only in the last, what, 30 years, there's been two people who've transcended baseball into being real celebrities. Yeah. If the Angels had won two World Series in a row with Shohei Otani, I guarantee you he transcends baseball. Not in the same same way, because he doesn't have the strong enough grasp on English to be an American celebrity, which is like not even being like... The Stephen A. Smith argument. No, no, not even being like he shouldn't. It's just like there's a limited amount of places that you can expose him in a celebrity way where he's going to be effective. Like, you can't put him in the middle of A-Rod and Ortiz right now and have him kind of hold his own in a back-and-forth discussion. I'm just saying, for us and for me, the idea of there being so many different teams winning a World Series makes baseball more exciting. Exciting for us, but for somebody who's never watched baseball before, I don't think that does anything. Maybe, but the Astros are an American League dynasty of these past five years. Yeah, they're, they're definitely an American League dynasty. So they've been in the they've been in the forefront of people's minds in terms of baseball for a while. So yeah, that, that's see that's Astros, what that's what dynasty yeah. helps with. Also, is that you, we got everyone new knew Derek Jeter and everything about him within three years of him being in the league because he was always on uh, the biggest stages. Yeah, yeah, that's Correa and Altuve for right. sure. Yeah, and you do see like Astra's hats around. For sure, but yeah. the the main thing that I'm talking, especially because the World Series matchups have also been kind of like 
it'll be a new team versus an established team. So it'll yeah. kind of be like a ton of these David and Goliath matchups that ended up really good too. They were competitive. Yeah. What happens, I think, is when your team makes the World Series, if you're not the Yankees or the Dodgers or the Red Sox, you get this incredible amount of like influx of fans and you get to keep them for like four or five years. Yeah. So if different teams are constantly doing that, you're just going to keep feeding people into the baseball system and you're just going to kind of, people will always fade away after that, but you're going to yeah. keep people. And the more places you can be feeding people in to get the kept ones is better for the long term. I think ultimately that is true. And a problem with keeping those fans is that they trade away their their best players so often. That's like the, the, like the, na- like and, the Nationals yeah. should still be this big team with all these great names that everybody knows, but they're not because they because they traded away all their yeah, best players. I think I agree I, with you on the four to five year thing, but I think anybody who was in that uh, Kansas City Royals bandwagon mm-hmm. is gone at this point. Sure, but it's 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 a good thing that they even had it. Would it yeah. like like if that? But it did it, exist. That that Royals yeah. bandwagon existed for a few years, and you could see it with the Nationals too. Like I learned about friends of mine that were from DC or were Nationals fans because all of a sudden they're walking around. My girlfriend does not like. She knows the entire lineup of the Braves now. Like because she's from in, Atlanta. Yeah. Like she did like. The first full games she watched this year were in the NLCS, and at this point now she's, like, decked out in the shit and knows the entire starting lineup. It's like, that stuff will stick, so... Yeah. I love the baseball playoffs, by the way, because yeah. you get to really know a team in that in a six... Even, even in a six-game series, mm-hmm. it's awesome, you know? Yeah. And then if they keep winning, yeah, like a person who's from Atlanta would be able to know everybody just from the playoffs. Well, it builds, yeah. it builds a natural sort of, like, a... Like, all the most famous boxing matches ever were rematches or, like, best two out of three finals. So, like, you get to build that long kind of tension in a very short period of time. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And, well, some of it also, it takes time. Like, like the Dodgers are a draw because of their history. Same thing with the Yankees. Like, the Yankees-Red Sox wildcard game was the most viewed baseball game on ESPN since, like, 2005. And that includes... Games that were like more than a wild card game. I think so. There is like big picture, a big market team that a lot of people hate. People will watch the Yankee team they hate, the Dodgers team they hate more than they may watch their own hometown team. Well, yeah, uh, do enough people hate the Astros? Because I was watching that game yesterday, yeah. and I was actively, strongly rooting for the Braves. It yeah. wasn't. It wasn't just oh yeah, I'm watching the World Series, and I'd rather the Braves win yeah. when the Braves would get a single. In in a up by one run, they would hit a single. I would cheer, you know, in the same way that yeah. I would cheer for the Yankees getting a hit think, in the playoffs. I don't think it's been long enough for the Astros, for the average, like the casual fan, right. to have a uh, you know the casual fan knows about Jackie Robinson on the Dodgers. They know the name Bucky Dent, possibly. They know Mickey Mantle, Joe DiMaggio, Ted Williams. There's a lot more there. Does the average person remember Mike Scott from the '85 Astros? Probably but it's this not. Astros team, it, yeah. you know. We're basing it off like the that, them being this big hated, the, the big bad. You but know, I'm the saying same it way. takes it takes decades to build up what the Yankees, Red Sox, and Dodgers have. Mm-hmm. Here's the other thing, though. I know almost zero casual baseball fans. I know thousands of football ones and thousands of basketball ones. But almost everyone I know who likes baseball even a little bit would feel qualified to sit here with us, like in their own head. Yeah, like, but they're not. Okay. <laughs> first of all, anybody would be. <laughs> Secondly, that my point is that like baseball, like I everyone I know that likes it even a little bit has this like 
good knowledge base of what's going on. Like, there's definitely people who like would claim to like the Lakers. Where if you were like tried to talk to them about the Indiana Pacers, they'd be like, "What the fuck is that? Like the WNBA? Like they don't know what the fuck is going on." Like I don't know anyone yeah. like that in baseball. I do. I definitely know people who would say they're Yankees fans, but d- couldn't name a single. Well, like player would wear the hat, but I know. City. But I'm talking about more like. Claims like, oh, yeah, I like watch and f- watch the games or like I wouldn't care. Like someone that would sort of look at the standings in the newspaper every day. Like, yeah, they have a more in-depth knowledge base of the sport than somebody who would look at the football standings every Sunday. Football is different, though. Football, it's only one game a week. I don't think that exists in, in basketball either. I think it only exists in, in football, at least in, yeah, in America. Yeah, because hockey is yeah. a little more towards baseball, too. Hockey I don't know is more, oh, yeah. Hockey's definitely hockey, like baseball. Hockey, I think, more so than baseball. I do think there's a lot of casual baseball, more casual baseball fans than hockey fans. But I'm talking about like how people are casual tennis fans. Like, yeah. I, There's not a lot of that in baseball, but there's tons of that in in a lot of the other ones. So like there's they, more of yeah, there is more of that in football and basketball, but I think there has been that in baseball and is potential for that to still be yeah, there. Yeah, and and in, in football and that's actually a good connection to tennis. In football, there's constantly a massive game. You know, yeah. the, like every at least couple weeks, there's a game where it's like this is a huge marquee matchup. In tennis, that's every you know they have tournaments. You know, it's four times yeah. a year that they uh-huh. have these that they have these marquee matchups. Yeah, no, I've I think you walk around Yankee Stadium and everyone who's in that stadium and ask them questions about the NL Central, they don't know that much. Yeah, but but I think you'd have to ask like a qualifying question first too. Like it's like, hey. You know, did you get these tickets from work and you like being outside on a Saturday or do you yeah. like claim to like this is part of your well, even like, you were saying someone who reads the newspaper and the standings every day. I would consider that more than a casual fan. I think so casual, that, to, that to me is still casual. Like I think it, a casual fan, somebody who like, yeah, they follow the Yankees on Instagram and Twitter. They follow Aaron Judge. They uh, have a cup, have a jersey or two. They go to games. That's, every a, once that's in a while. You're, you're I'm way pulled back from that. That to me is like somebody who like likes the. Thing. Like that's more than that's a step between. Ca- that's like a like if if casuals McDonald's that's five guys. It's not exactly like a sit down restaurant, but it's somewhere sure, in the middle. But I think uh, those people who you can get those are people who would tune in to watch the World Series or would tune in to watch playoffs or a big game on Fox would go to a game. Those there are those gettable fans because those were all the people who were watching in the nineties. Yeah, but that's. That was such a that was punk, that was skateboard that was punk rock like the nineties were such a weird cultural time that like it, that is it, I just don't see it coming back in that same way so I, my overarching point with all of that was I think baseball should be much more focused on getting those big kind of early big groups of people in and then let's lock the people in forever it's the same thing that like alcohol or cigarettes do it's like let's give it to everybody but then the five percent that are gonna die for this shit we are gonna pump it straight to them that's what baseball should be doing because i think their broad marketability is is good for the short term but hard for the long term it's hard to get somebody into a 200 year long soap opera of bullshit that like yeah well i I think that uh uh, who's the baseball commissioner? Manfred. Manfred. Yeah, Manfred. So Ma- Manfred made a good, actually made a good point yesterday, and I think that a lot of people are giving him a hard time, but I actually thought it was a good point about the Braves and the Tomahawk Chop, mm-hmm. saying there's different 
people in different towns like they, they're more okay with that in in certain places than they would be in other places. So I'm gonna let the Atlanta I'm gonna let the city of Atlanta decide whether they're okay with people doing the tomahawk chop in yeah. in, in the stadium. Did, and I'm like, yeah, that, I agree with that. You know, it's it's so people it's, saying, oh, he needs to cut down and stop them from doing it. Right. Yeah. yeah people thing, are yeah. T- people are telling people ask them now that they're in the World Series, especially right. That it's 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 everywhere. They're asking, well, are you gonna try to cut it down and make it so that they can't do that? And he gave an answer that I actually liked. You know that hey, just it's a different market. You know, it's a di- they're not. In, you know, he didn't say this, but they're not L.A. They're not New York. It's like th- if they decide that they don't want it in that town, then they'll figure it out, and they'll, then yeah. they'll keep it from happening. There's it's also a, very yeah. little they can do about it. Like, what are yeah. they gonna do? Like, like in soccer, when people kept chanting the N word, they're like, "Well, the game's over. Everyone go home." Like, <laughs> when were they chanting the N word in soccer? Like every day. Every single day until six months ago, <laughs> in what? every what single happened? soccer game. Why the the, 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 prim, the, Engl- the European soccer has had a ridiculous racism problem. I, I know that I'm familiar but with literally like, that, like but I don't know songs and yeah. chants about like you know we're like there's videos of like Juventus, the best Italian team, like all their all their fans filing out of the stadium chanting "We're racist and we're proud of it" in Italian. There's a Multiple players who've left that team because people throw banana peels at them. I, yeah, I'd heard about throwing the, banana peels. I'd heard about like some of the race stuff. I didn't hear about chanting the N word. Like lit in England, like ridiculous, overtly racist, yeah. like chanting and singing and stuff. The yeah. point where the only solution that they could come up with is if we hear this. Your team loses. They forfeit the game wow. and everyone goes home. And I, it, and yeah. it did stop. Happening. So. Yeah, I remember in um, like I think it was in Boston when PK Subban was one of the few black hockey players, uh, not just one of the few black hockey players, but a star player also, um, came to Boston or it was either Boston or Montreal, but somewhere they would th- people threw banana peels on the co- on the rink, and I think uh, it was if they saw you doing it, they would eject you. But it's wild they made their team lose if they because it was yeah. such a problem. <laughs> yeah, it, the, uh, the there was there's so few black players in hockey that. Um, I knew a couple kids in college who like were addicted to the NHL game and they had a rule between them that if you scored a goal with a black player, it's an insta win. <laughs> <laughs> so like they'd constantly only be like the flyers to be Wayne Simmons or like whoever yeah. they could find to like have yeah. this opportunity to kill shot somebody. It's like catching yeah. the golden snitch. Exactly. Yeah. It is, it's exactly that. Yeah. Actually, I just thought of this. I think a big reason why um, NHL and MLB in general, MLB is more local overall now. Um, and NHL also, I think part of the reason is fantasy is a lot harder to play where fantasy football is so much easier to play. So, you know, players in every other team, not as many people play fantasy hockey or baseball. So it's easier to just follow your team. But I will say as a big hockey fan, uh, there's almost like a saying I've heard from a lot of hockey fans, great sport, terrible league. And I think the same could be said to some degree for baseball. There is potential for hockey and baseball to be, uh, not just local. Um, some of the things you look at, football has one game a week, fantasy, but there's there's some advantages it has, but I don't think football and hockey are destined to be niche sports. No. No, I, I think baseball and hockey are in better places than they were 10 years ago. 100%. Yeah, yeah that's. I think that's... The NHL just got deals with like TNT, ESPN. The first night they were on TNT, they had Charles Barkley and Wayne Gretzky together doing yeah. the uh, pregame for hockey. I think baseball does a lot of things 
well. Like the, yeah. I think the the uh, Field of Dreams game was awesome. That was awesome. You know, yes. you know it was like they nailed it. They yeah. nailed the entire thing. The game was really good, which they didn't do on purpose. That was like, well, they might have, but yeah, but <laughs> but yeah, no. But they it, that was awesome. Even the uh, the game on nine eleven with the Yankees and Mets, like they kind of nailed the the process with that. Yeah. You know, they're they're doing things to. You know, in football, like I said, they, they can have these big games for every couple weeks. You know, yeah. these massive, like, boom, like these yeah. two quarterbacks, you need to watch this game. Baseball, it's harder to do that because it's because uh, it's not the, the yeah. same head-to-head type matchup that happens in football. Yeah. But they seem to be doing a little bit better of a yeah. job. And I do think uh, the main thing for getting in casual fans, even more so than, like, your team winning a World Series and then trying to keep those fans in, is just mega stars. Stars that transcend the sport, I think, do more than anything. And for those of us who are really into the sport, it's kind of frustrating because we're like, oh, my God, all these teams are winning. It's great baseball. But really, somebody just wants to see Kanga Virginia with his hat backwards in the home run derby. Yeah. The metric that I kind of am going by, though, is I've, I'm, I really like following this shit on, like, online. Like, the communities that have formed because of, like, Reddit and Twitter and stuff yeah. are really active, and it's very, very cool to see how... They kind of intersect, but in the bubbles, like they all kind of have their own memes and languages and stuff. Yeah. And very consistently, you're starting to see the numbers of the subscribers of of people like the Reds or the people like even the Pirates, like very consistently going up more and more each year. And that's yeah. sort of the metric I'm using is more people are paying attention to more things. Yeah. Is is you can see the numbers rise, and it usually it'll happen when there's like Amir Garrett charging the Pirates dugout. Uh-huh. It'll happen when there is a personality or a star that's in, and that's another advantage I'd say football and basketball have over baseball and hockey is that if you are a transcendent player in the NBA, your team is going to be in the playoffs. Yeah. Uh, you, Mike Trout hasn't been in the playoffs for 10 years, and he's the best player in baseball. Yeah, I So mean, it's tough where, yeah, Otani 100% or Trout. Uh, I don't know if Trout necessarily has that dynamic personality the way a LeBron or uh, Tom Brady does. Uh, Tom Brady's not necessarily a dynamic personality, though. I think if Trout was on a team that was winning every year, he'd be the guy. And even sure. Otani and other guys, it's just you can't guarantee that you're a big main star. Baseball can put the guy on every cover of everything and in every commercial, but if his team doesn't win, the average person is not going to know who they are. Yeah, it'd be better if if the if Trout was in the playoffs every year, but I think like there's still teams that people have gotten behind in a national sense, like the two, 2016 Cubs. Yeah. Everybody loved that team, you know. Yep. Two, two, more than just loving that, oh, the Cubs are gonna break break this uh, uh, World Seriesless uh, win streak, right? They loved the players, you know. Like they yeah. actually got behind a lot of the players, and ever since then, you know, Anthony was talking about people getting behind the Reds. I wonder if that was because people were actually behind the Cubs, so that they because of that World Series win, and now they're just looking at the NL Central. You know, that now they're just focused on yeah. on this division. But even more. with that, because the Cubs fell off so quickly, like Chris Bryant's on the cover of MLB The Show next year. Do you think Chris Bryant is like a big draw in a national commercial now? Maybe not as much, but it, I mean, to some extent. I mean, it, it, they also just won one World Series. I guess you're right. Yeah. So if they had won three World Series, yeah. then they would have been, yeah, then Chris everywhere. Bryant would have been a megastar yeah. at that point. Yeah, yeah it's a... Uh, that I, but we should definitely dive into like full game one coverage in World a second. Series, yeah, but, we but, are recording this as of uh, post game one of the World but Series. But this is one of the questions that I'd written down, so it's kind of a good transition back into this. Um, the Atlanta Braves very much are America's team right now. Everybody seems to be behind them, except in a poll, 
that was put out to the entire country, 48 states picked that they were rooting for the Atlanta Braves. Outside of Texas, who is rooting for Houston? So there's one other state? Yes. Wow. Cool. Would it be New York? No. Because okay. of the Met fans? Yeah. Yes. I have a friend who's a Met fan uh, who told me he's specifically rooting for the Astros. Yeah, that's so funny that the, the Yankees and Mets fans can never be on the same page for a yeah. single day. Yeah. <laughs> um, Hawaii. Nope. <laughs> um, let me think. Maybe other NL East team. Pennsylvania? Nope. Because of the Phillies? Um, Fun fact about the Phillies. Is though. it an NL East? I guess I shouldn't ask that. But. Wait, Oklahoma. No. So maybe somewhere near Texas where there's also Houston right, Astros. Right. Louisiana. No, no, that's close to Atlanta. Too close. That's closer to Oh, Atlanta yeah, yeah. Louisiana is, is Atlanta. Yeah, that's firmly Georgia territory. Um, Anywhere that's the college football belt outside of yeah. Texas. I was actually, I was in Alabama recently, and they're, they're, that's their baseball team is the Braves. Yeah. Arkansas. No. Hmm. California? Because they're Dodgers fans who don't want the Braves to win? No, no, <laughs> no. No, it, this wow. is this is a tough one. Does it does it connect? Did you have? Is there? Did you figure out a reason when? No, you, it's very funny to does me. Does it make any sense? The, well, no, like there is Rhode a, Island. There is a, no, it's not that one. <laughs> but you guys have had like the right sort of logics going right uh -huh. now. Like the answer, you can't arrive there from those like logics that you guys were already throwing out. Okay, tell. It was Delaware. <laughs> really? What? Uh, yep. Why? <laughs> There's no no reason. Probably because of the sort of Pennsylvania. -y, maybe it's just a co enough concentration of Phillies and Mets fans in that one mm, spot. Yeah, yeah. That it was enough to turn the tide. Right. Yeah. Because because New York. There is there's too many Yankee fans. So you know even though the Mets fans would be rooting for yeah, the Astros, yep. there's too many Yankee fans. And then you have like New England. They just lost to the Astros. They're not rooting for them. Right. Right. Yep. Exactly. Then you have Florida, who is close to Georgia. So yeah. even if you do have the Marlins there, they, they would be close enough to Georgia so that they. Yeah. If you be. have all three hundred of the Marlins fans there. Well, when you look at the <laughs> right. national map, anyway, you have to do the Yankees and Dodgers and just fill it in until the Cubs break it up with the Cardinals and that. Like the four <laughs> of them cover so much territory. Yeah. That all four of them don't want the Astros to win. So. Right. Yeah. Right there, you have most people. Yeah. So whoever, whatever state has the least New Yorkers, which maybe Delaware is that. <laughs> yeah, it, it actually might be true. Yeah. <laughs> Out of all of them. <laughs> oh man. Uh. So yeah, that's fine. So game, game one. For... Why does who does Montana want to win? Why does Montana want the Braves? To win? Uh, I think they. <laughs> yeah. If you live maybe in Montana, Dodgers fans. Depending on which side you're on, you'd either like the Mariners or the um the Twins. Okay. Yeah, that makes sense. It's just driving wise. Either way, it's five hundred miles. To and that, nothing. Yeah. <laughs> right, and the Mariners fans would definitely not want the Astros to win. Nope. So. Yeah. Um, yeah. So game one, uh, the Astros have played a lot of game ones recently. The Astros have lost five straight home games in the World Series, and they are now zero and four all time in game ones in the World Series. They played in four World Series. Oh, yeah. This is their third one recently. Yeah. To, there was um, third five, one seventeen, nineteen this year. Oh right, okay. They, yeah, uh, yeah. They I lost. Forgot. They lost to the Nationals. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, so they're zero and four in game ones. They've never All won time. a game one. Wow. And yeah. zero, and, zero and five home games. Their last five home games yeah. in the and World Jorge Series. Soler, the, the first Series. player in baseball history to be the be the first batter in the World Series that hits a home run. Absolutely. And uh, but just before we dive into that one, one more thing about the home games. A home team hasn't won a World Series game since Game Three of the 2018 World Series. What? Yeah? Yeah. Really? Last year it happened again that the, oh. We're, 2020, we're, it was all the 20, road teams that won? It was all the road teams they that won again? a neutral site. Oh, okay. Yeah, that's, oh, what, I was about to, that's okay. what I was about to ask. Okay. Because yeah. I remember 2019, the road 
team. They played every game. game. So in Texas. a team has not won in their home stadium yes. since yeah. 2018. They, 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 they played all the games in Arlington. Yeah, yeah, they were technically home games for St- certain. Th- teams, the but, stat yeah. stands. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, it, it, so that was just like an interesting little fun fact. Yeah, immediately the game started off with it like that home run it wasn't even just the first batter it was the first swing it was the no. first pitch. Oh, first swing no first he swing. was it was, the he first, was first two, it was 2-0 yeah uh, yeah it was his it was, first, yeah, swing. first swing and, and yeah. he swung at a 3-0 ball probably though it was a it was a high pitch but yeah, he smacked yeah. the shit oh they they were all over him yeah. they were all over him pitches that didn't had they had no business hitting they were smashing well the astros yeah. being the home team ended up being such a huge factor because if you think about it they the Braves got a DH and almost never are Soler and Duvall in the same lineup, and they both yeah. homered. Mm. They got a DH. Soler was their DH. So uh, NL teams do get this crazy advantage playing in American League parks because if you're already good, you get to field a slightly better lineup than you yeah. already had when you were good. So and now there is, and there is also, I mean, Ozuna's out. If Ozuna's in the lineup, is Duvall and Soler getting as much playing time? Nope. Even? Yeah. So that's luck, but just having the DH, putting, being able to have Soler in there instead of and Acuna, him. they're missing two outfielders. Mm-hmm. They just have incredible depth. Yeah, well, they also traded for like four outfielders. Rosario was yeah. A Rosario, yeah, yeah, um, Peterson. Yeah, yep. No, they, they, they were talking about it all game yesterday. They they brought in four outfielders yeah. at, at, because they lost four outfielders. I think something like five of their nine starters weren't on the team at the All Star break yesterday. Yeah, wow. and that's got to be one of those, you know, at the trade deadline, we were all looking at Gallo, Rizzo, Brian, Baez, all the big names. And the Braves brought in, like, Jock Peterson, um, who was the other one that they brought in, uh, Eddie Rosario, guys who weren't big enough names that you were, like, thinking, like, oh, this is a big deal at the time, and they may win the World Series because of those deals. Yeah, I mean, they, they were just solid deals. You know, they, they they were probably a better-built team, and also they were in the worst division in baseball. So that, that, <laughs> yeah, that, 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 so. that helps a lot. Yeah, it's, Eddie Rosario, I think this might be his breakout, though. Like, I think next year he's going to come in as, like, a jersey seller, as somebody to watch. He'll mm-hmm. be put in the top 25 ESPN pre-rankings or something like that. Maybe. Like, it, this it, will be his Rosarena-type year? Exactly. Yeah. And, and he's going to kidnap yeah, the Braves, someone in Mexico. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Braves have a, have a lot of likable players. I mean, I love Freddie Freeman. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, Freddie, it, they do a good job with um, – the Braves seem like a very sort of tight-knit group. It's yeah. like a very kind of wholesome family. Like his wife and kid are kind of always very active on Twitter and social media, and it seems like all the families hang out. Have you Adam Duvall's uh, like two year old son is in like love with the mascot. Him and Blooper are like best friends. They like hold hands and like their walk mascot around the stadium. Name, all their day. mascot's name is Blooper. Yeah. So if anyone gets mad at them for doing the tomahawk chop, be like, whoops, we we made we blooped it. <laughs> Blooper. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, he literally just looks like a tan Philly fanatic, kind of with a, like a different nose yeah. style. Yeah. But yeah, he he was new like two, three years ago. The tomahawk chop thing, did you see during the um Ninth inning, someone hit a uh, really hard foul ball that went just to the left of the foul pole. And then some guy in an orange shirt stood up and he whipped out a poster board that he had had like folded in his his jacket pocket and he whips it out and it just says the chop is racist and he was waiting till he knew he was on TV to pull it out. Yeah. And he was just in the bottom corner but then immediately he's trending on Twitter. It was like, wow. oh, it was so funny. They have like so they've always they never stopped doing the tomahawk chop at Braves games, right? It's just now in the national 
uh, like view. Yeah, they, no, they've always been doing that. I don't know if the stadium still plays the like trigger music for it, yeah, or right. if they just do that. Like, uh, that's what I. That's my understanding is that they don't play the music for it anymore. Yeah, but there's the, still but the, that the, the fans, the fans just, just do it, it themselves. So. Yeah. yeah, they're still gonna do it. I mean, at the end of the day, I'm. I know you're not supposed to like rank things like this, but in terms of like. When you when you look at the Cleveland Indians and their logo and everything that Chief Wahoo, yeah, like, yeah. and then you look at that one, it's like, well, this is a thousand times better. It's yeah. like so yeah. much more dignified. Like it is the team name is Braves, so it's not like a uh, like it's not mocking them. It's calling them brave. Yeah, like in a world where the the Chief Wahoo and like the Washington Redskins existed, yeah, like. This is or like the one that's never going to go away is the uh, Seminoles because they're actually, they actually on ha- Seminole territory. And yeah, like- they have a relationship with the Seminole tribe. But there was a lot of other ones like the Stanford it used to be the Red Men, I think. Yeah, now uh, they're like the what the trees, the Cardinal, <laughs> I think. Yeah, right. there's there's other ones that it was like it was just making that thing your mascot and not sometimes negatively, sometimes stereotypically. But I, there was like a team named. Uh, the uh, the Jew- the sneaky Jews, I'd be like, yeah, that's a little bit rough. But it was the mighty Jews. I wouldn't be like, yeah, we got to get rid of this. The Braves sounds kind of good. <laughs> I guarantee you that was an Italian soccer team at one point. <laughs> the mighty Jews. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. But it's just tough. Yeah. So, I mean, like. Also, no sports team would name themselves the mighty Jews because how many mighty Jewish athletes have there ever been? Mm-hmm. Moses. Moses. <laughs> um, uh, we got Bill Goldberg from WCW. Yeah, it's like <laughs> Moses, him, Ryan Braun, yeah, we Sandy got, Koufax. Yeah, Sandy Koufax is a big one. We've got Adam Mos- Sandler. Adam Sandler and <laughs> oh, Eight yeah. Crazy Nights. He's a decent basketball player. Um, Real Adam Sandler hoops too. He, I, yeah, yeah, yeah. He's like uh, he's always on Instagram videos and yeah. pl- playing like pretty good basketball. <laughs> yeah. I remember, and uh, I probably have mentioned this before, but when I was in Hebrew school, we had to do a uh, biography. Uh, just we had to go through the Hebrew school library and pick a person that was a book on to do a biography on. And I was a huge sports fan, so I uh, gave myself a near impossible task to find a a biography in the Jewish Hebrew school library about an athlete. <laughs> and I found one for a guy, Mo Berg, who I think was a spy in World War II. Um, but he also played minor league baseball. And I remember thinking, oh, this is how few Jewish athletes there are, that if you played minor league baseball, you get a book written about you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. well, who was that Dodger who uh, had to... That was the, Koufax. Sandy no, 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 but there was also one more recently. Like Sean a, Green? Yeah, Sean Green. Uh, Sean Green. David yeah. Newham was one. I knew every Jewish baseball player because I wanted to be a baseball player, and I had to have someone to look up to. <laughs> so, like, the five that played in the league in, like, the early 2000s, uh, late 90s when I was growing up, I knew all of them. Yeah, so the, pro- so the, problem, the problem is you couldn't look up to them because they were probably pretty short. So what you're saying is representation matters? Yes, representation <laughs> matters. The Braves should change their team name to the Mighty Jews. Is what I'm saying. <laughs> That'd be fun. Oh man. Yeah. Anytime I hear people talk about representation and diversity, I'm like, I know more about lack of diversity than anyone growing up as a Jewish sports fan. <laughs> no, I, I totally get it too, because I remember the first time that I was watching something and I was like, oh, 
I get because it always bothered me that people were like, "Oh, you white people get everything." Like I've ever related to James Bond once. Yeah. Like, like I look at him and I'm like, "Oh yeah, me and him are <laughs> exactly." This. I remember so clearly the first time I saw a movie and I was like, "Oh, that is me." Was um, Michael Sarah's character in Superbad? Yeah. I was like, "Oh, finally, somebody yeah. knows who I am." Yeah. There was a while <laughs> where you were able to be like the nerdy, awkward guy as a lead in a movie that you're like, yeah, that could actually be a big blockbuster. Yeah. But, but it didn't last. People turned on it pretty. hard. Hard. Like once Eisenberg and Sarah were movie stars, everyone's like, "What the fuck is this?" <laughs> yeah, like, nerds, get out of here. Yeah, now it's back to like Chris Hemsworth and Jason Momoa, just like impossibly beautiful. Yeah, right. People. <laughs> <laughs> Although there's a, there's a little bit of an underlying, uh, like an underground following for Loki and Tom Hiddleston. Oh yeah, oh, but yeah. even that though, like if that's the bottom bar, like Tom that's Hiddleston that's is true. a fucking yeah, he's like he's a, a cigarette yeah. thin fucking model looking yeah. British yeah, guy. Yeah, that's like, fair. God damn, yeah, like, sw- very suave and like, yeah, 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 like right. even like they made look what they did to Jonah yeah. Hill. Like look at him and accepted, yeah. and look what they made him do to stay famous. <laughs> like, yeah, yeah, <laughs> it's like come yeah. on. It was nice when Seth Rogen was a movie star too. We had we had some mighty Jews in Hollywood. I mean, now that we've never had mighty Jews in Hollywood, but right, as right. lead roles, they're behind the scenes. <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> I found out a couple months ago Seth Rogen and me are neighbors and sometimes I just sort of wander around outside what I think is his building hoping he'll like come out and I'll just have a backpack full of screenplays ready. (laughs) (laughs) But uh, either way. um, Anyway, let's go back to uh, the the soon-to-be Mighty Jews, current Atlanta Braves. Yeah, the... um, There's so much to talk about about this. How about the storyline that uh, one of the coaches on the Astros is the son of the manager of the Braves? Oh, yeah. Wait, what? I didn't hear about this. Yeah, I think it's their pitching coach is the son of the Braves manager. Ryan Snitker. Yeah. Yeah. His yeah. son is a uh, pitching coach for the Astros? Yep. It's going to be oh, an awkward wild. Thanksgiving no matter what happens. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, and his wife is like keeps getting interviewed like, hey, who are you rooting for? She's like, I have no Fuck. idea. Yeah. <laughs> Stop asking me that. That's <laughs> like when um, uh, the Harbaugh brothers coached against each other in the Super Bowl. Yeah. 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 yeah it was always, I, that's, it's always too bad that it never worked out that Eli and Peyton had to do that where like Archie yeah. would have been sitting in the box like I yeah know, just I sweating yeah well at that point you could probably sit back and be like i'm so sick i'm the greatest like my sperm is infallible like <laughs> right. I, I, I am a genius at well, raising kids well when they would play in the regular season they just said we're just rooting for the offense oh, like, yeah, yeah. yeah yeah it's, it's yeah. just big games yeah um, <laughs> um the charlie morton thing is wild yeah Charlie's he's out for the re- i mean the braves bit by the injury bug for a lot of the season um, which is why there was a little bit after the NLCS of people on the Dodgers being like, well, we didn't have Bauer, we didn't have whoever. It's like, you can't complain about injuries when you're going against the Braves, who had 20 less wins than you and way more injuries than you and still beat you. One of, one of those fake accounts on Twitter that tries to like trick people into thinking it's real news posted a very, very believable looking post that looked like it was from Trevor Bauer being like, hey, Dodgers, like, we didn't get there this year. Like, you know, we're going to get back out there next year. Like, it's going to be a good team effort. <laughs> like, oh, all these God. people were replying like, how dare you? Like, the audacity. <laughs> like, and it was yeah. just a fake thing. It was, wow. it was we're going to punch those teams right in the butthole. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. I forgot that that was, like, the detail that yeah. came out. There's always one of those, like, in all this, because Aziz was the fish hook to Seinfeld. Yeah. Like, right. it, there's always some very specific detail everybody remembers. That, yeah. Oh, God damn. Um, but, yes, yeah, Charlie Morton broke his leg and then still got three outs on a broken leg. Yeah, he did it for Madden, though, which is the best. <laughs> the, remember that video where Greg Jennings breaks his leg in Madden and that guy's just screaming the entire time? Did it for Madden? Yeah, yeah. That, that is one of the early YouTube hits yeah. <laughs> of, of 
It was uh, up, that was up there with Leroy Jenkins. Yep, absolutely. Like when, when YouTube was first starting, it Leroy was, Jenkins. Yeah, I, before that was. I miss when the internet was that awesome. Like where you could like stumble upon stuff like that, and it, like sort of only you and your friends knew about it, even though everyone knew about it. Yeah, mm -hmm. well, because now everything is so specific that everyone watches their own thing. There's no like. Berries and cream Starburst commercial that everyone just happens to see. Yeah, but it, like I don't know why that stood out to me is like one of the first things I saw on YouTube was the berries and cream oh, Starburst yeah. commercial. Oh, that guy is still like that guy does like cameo with that. Like, just uh, that's wow. insane. Yeah, like he wishes yeah. people happy birthday. One hundred percent. One hundred. I'm a little lad who wishes you a happy birthday. <laughs> it's it's cringier than you can even imagine. Yeah, it's it's so yeah. Because I was watching some like YouTube video about like 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 weird vertising. I think they called it like why yeah. like what makes it stick in people's head. And then they started showing us like cameo videos. It was nuts. But uh, or like even uh, old before YouTube when it was just funnyjunk.com. Oh, like yeah. I don't know how, but everybody saw the banana dancing to its peanut butter jelly time. Yeah, Newgrounds and all that stuff. There was the, the Badger song, the Badgers thing. Yeah, I remember one of the the early. Once too was like there was like an animated song about like every pop culture character just fucking killing each other. Uh, I don't remember it that. Was some ultimate showdown of something, and it was like Mister Rogers ends up winning at the end. But it I was remember like this whole. If you guys remember Liquid Generation, uh, that yeah. was one site that had a bunch of stuff. Uh, Happy Tree Friends was wild. It was just cartoon animals murdering each other violently. Yeah, and Homestar Runner, which was just a oh, guy yeah. with Down syndrome. <laughs> I don't know that one. <laughs> Homestar Runner, you gotta check. Yeah, yeah you, you would have loved it. Yeah, you would. You would absolutely loved Homestar. <laughs> I loved Homestar Runner at the time because that's not literally what it is. It's just the guy's voice is very like. Like, we yeah. know what you're doing. Yeah, here. It, like, was, it was it was internet cartoons. Like, yeah. but when they the very beginning of internet yeah. cartoons. Yeah, I remember funny. in sixth grade we had a computer class, and anytime the teacher was on the other side of the room, the rest of us found a website called Stick Figure Death Theater. <laughs> it was just stick figures murdering each other. So anytime the teacher was like watching over people, seeing if they were learning how to type, the rest of us would be watching stick figures kill each other. <laughs> we're learning about something. Yeah, <laughs> yeah teach. Yeah, I'm, I miss that a lot because that the internet used to be weird and you could yeah. stumble upon like crazy bullshit. And, and also, everybody's so jaded. It's like, yeah, whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, because there it's was so the, easy to find everything yeah. now. It used to be that you had to uh, be shown it by your friend's older brother. Yeah. Right? And now, yeah. And now like, you can just find it. Yeah, that's so true. And now like the aggregation of like that algorithms or whatever the fuck like everybody kind of sees the same shit anyway it happens on design. tiktok a bit now where you'll have like a random person out of nowhere because like there's the tourette's guy on youtube which is just a guy who had tourette's who just blew up because he was the first guy to record himself on youtube having tourette's yeah i i, I think more what i mean <laughs> now, now is, the internet is filled with it yeah <laughs> it's still like you can't get away now the, the early days of the internet still felt like you were discovering sort of like oh the world is weird like in a way that people hadn't been able to before like yeah. we were sort of the first group of people to be able to start to peel back the like oh the world's fucking insane like there's millions of insane people well out actually there. Uh, adult swim was the same way yes. you know i was reading an article about how adults the beginning of adult swim was you would watch something and you'd be like did that really just happen? Yeah. You know, now, if something happens, you can eventually, you'll eventually see it you know, like, uh, on Adult Swim. But Adult Swim used to be at it'll be 2002 at 1:30 in the morning. And you'd be like, "What the fuck am I watching?" Yeah, you know, I, I, I think Too Many Cooks was the end of that. I think it was the end, the last time anybody could have been like, "What the fuck is this?" Like, yeah, but even that, you eventually were gonna see it. Yeah. Uh, whereas there were certain things back in 2002, 
2003 oh, yeah. on Adult Swim where you thought, that's the only time I'll ever see that. The, <laughs> I don't know what it was. I, I don't know how to describe yeah. it. The pilot of Robot Chicken, I will never, ever forget seeing that for the first time. Just And now it's in like season 13 and it's like that girl got fired for tweeting yeah. whatever. Yeah. Ellery got whatever yeah. her name. I remember 12-year-old me would watch Aqua Teen Hunger Force and then the next day I'd be like, do you guys know what this is? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I used to show people like a, it was almost like a gauge of like how our sense of humor would line up. Was there's one episode where they get a, a a thing where they can make their own dog. It's like a computer program where you can make a dog, but it says you can't like mix. Regardless, they put a banana in someone's like finger in there, and it makes this like banana dog, and all it does is rape their neighbor. <laughs> like you can telepathically like talk with the neighbor. He's just like I'm gonna come to. You. It's just, and it's so stupid. And if people like were like, I don't know what this is, it's like we're not gonna chill very they, hard. They, they didn't tell you. They didn't. They, like if you were like, what? What am I watching? They were like, we don't know either, man. Yeah, not it, sure how we got on this from Charlie Morton, but there's still a few more things <laughs> in the World Series we want to get to. Let's get into it. But uh, yeah, there's a well. The biggest thing about Morton is now they have to do th uh, bullpen games or make Freed pitch on three days rest at, yeah. towards the end. Of Which this. Freed pitching on three days rest isn't the isn't the worst thing in the world. Yeah, only uh, once. Yeah, only yeah. Has to do it once. Right, exactly. And also, you know, uh, Morton pitched game one, and I I would think this when the Giants won their Super Bowls, when a guy would get injured, I'd be like, okay, get him out of the way. You know, yeah. like uh, you know, just keep winning. Figure it out. You know, yep. if he had gotten hurt in game one of the NLDS, it'd be a different story. It'd be yeah. like, okay, we're fucked. Like we, you know, we really needed him for a while. One game, and you know, he pitched well. He did did his thing. They won the game. Now yeah. you're you're good. You're up one nothing. You have home field advantage now. You know, with, with yeah, the... it's every, it's time for like anything you saved is just push it, go for it. Right. Like everything yeah. on the line. He wasn't necessarily going to pitch again anyway. You know, you know uh, that would be odds ideal. are he was going to, of course, but he wasn't necessarily. Well, winning that game one is like so big always, but like the Braves in their team history have like such a clear split between like, did you win game one? Oh, you're like. Winning percentage is 800 in the series. Did you lose? It's like 150. Like they game one for them, it seems like it's even bigger for most people. So. Right. Yeah. And I was thinking about it in terms of with the Yankees. They've been in so many seven game series that you, they've done every kind win game one. They've lost a series, lose game one. They've lost a series, win it. You know, yeah. they, they've done every amalgamation that you could think of in a seven game series. So the, the Braves. This is a huge game today. The Astros need to win it, but yeah. you just you just yeah. never know. Well, like I think I brought this up at the beginning of the playoffs. Is like that's why I, I don't think anyone's being like, oh, the, the Astros are in trouble yet because it's like the Astros have played every type of series too. Right, yeah. they've played every single one. Rolled over, got rolled over, back and forth, split. We have to do it this way. We have to pitch. We have to hit. They're ready for that, so I, they're going to be hard to get rid of for sure. Yeah, like, yeah the Braves have really good pitching, so that's going to that's gonna. Even in them. the ninth inning yesterday, though, oh, so the top post on the baseball Reddit said that Jordan Alvarez hit a Stantonian home run oh. in the ninth inning, the one he missed by six inches. <laughs> so, because uh, uh, of the because one of the, in the Fenway, yeah, yeah. yeah. That, so that's what I'm like. They're funny online, like even yeah. when it's kind of a, a roast right. at a, a Yankees, but um. Yeah, that was insane. So, like, if that ball's six inches higher, the game might be a little different. That would have yeah. been a what two run home run, was it? Yeah, was it? Yeah, because that made it six two, and then he got thrown right. out at second base because Eddie Rosario made an amazing throw. That was that yeah, was and maybe just you know hitting a home run that late in the game when you're down, momentum shifts. Like, yeah, the home crowd's back in it. It yeah. would have been a different like 
they were six inches away from a much harder win. Yeah, yeah. well, and the the Astros fans stayed in it the whole time. You know, when you're down five nothing and they're still kind of going crazy. I mean, it is for a lot of these people, it's a one in a lifetime opportunity. It's like I'm in a World Series game. I might as well go crazy. Like I might as well cheer as loud as I can. Yeah, I, I spent twelve hundred dollars on this ticket. <laughs> I'm not gonna just be like, oh man, like you no, get the fucking runs. The, you think the uh, Astros were still rooting for their team even after the Braves won the tacos? Oh yeah, fine. Huh? Like, at that point, you think any anybody there was like, you know what? Uh, I think I could switch my allegiance now. <laughs> I if you're some, when did, when does that happen? When did the tacos happen? It's probably in like a, a week or two. Yeah, yeah. I think it's I really like, want yeah. it. Was, it's Taco Tuesday, right? Yeah, I think it's like the first week of November, maybe the second one. Oh, okay. It was because Ozzy uh, stole the base. Yeah, it was. Um, I don't remember what exactly the deal was. It was that if Ozzy out, it was uh, no. It's anybody. First, if anybody it, steals a base in the yeah. whole game, right? Yeah. And then the then everybody gets free tacos. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Wh- why would they make that deal? If, like, there's a good chance it's going to be a stolen base in a game. Well, because have you ever been to a Taco Bell? Have you ever ordered one taco at a Taco <laughs> Bell? Yeah. Or have you ever seen what one taco costs at a Taco Bell? This is a, yeah. a no-brainer deal. It for costs them. a dollar and three cents. Yeah. yeah, and for them, it probably costs like maybe half a cent to make a taco, <laughs> right. and like you're gonna yeah. get all these people in here and buying like thirty-five items right. because yeah. that's how you. I guess that makes sense. Yeah. yeah. So yeah. I, I think Taco Bell just want as soon as you get someone in the door, you win. Yeah. Doesn't matter how you got them there. <laughs> um, is anyone complaining that it's uh, uh, if the Braves and the tomahawk chop is offensive to Native Americans that giving away free tacos based on baseball is offensive to Latin Americans? Mm-hmm. Uh, I, don't, I don't know. Because I get maybe maybe if there were more most of the Spanish people are Puerto Rican and Dominican though. So yeah. it's not even like a tacos kind of it's issue. A, it's offensive to me that they're not giving me more than one taco. Yeah, yeah. but that's the, the yeah. As an American, I think it's offensive not giving away free hamburgers. I think it's offensive hot, if you start dogs. like getting a sombrero and a fake mustache in an attempt to get a second taco. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Do the Bobby Valentine show up with a mask on? Right. Just keep getting free yeah. tacos. It'd be offensive to Native Americans if they gave away free alcohol. <laughs> Could you go to every Taco Bell in your area and just keep getting free tacos? Oh yeah, that's probably perfectly fine. Yeah. Especially yeah. I'm sure there's certain areas where there's like three in a few blocks. Oh yeah, if you're like yeah. in the right part of the city or something. Yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah, let's yeah. do it. <laughs> it's good for Major League Baseball too, because you're just gonna have random people going to Taco Bell who are like, oh I got a free taco. Why? The World Series. Oh, I love baseball. <laughs> this is how you get more fans. Forget yeah. different teams winning World Series. Just who's, give away free tacos. Who's on first outing? We go to every Taco Bell in New York City. <laughs> yeah. Oh man. I wonder how many there are because there's like uh, there's a McDonald's every five blocks at least. There's like six hundred of them in Manhattan alone, I think. They're all over the place. When yeah. I see a Taco Bell, I take note of it a little bit more than a McDonald's. Like yeah. a, a Taco Bell, I'm like, oh, there's a taco. You know, I don't. You don't see them mm-hmm. that often. Yeah, mm-hmm. a little, le- little less for sure. Taco Bell cantinas, that's where it's at. Oh, yeah, those are those are like newer, right? I didn't yeah. see those until a couple years ago. As long yeah. as they have free tacos. Right. <laughs> yep. Um. So yeah, Morton got outs on a broken leg, which is really really cool. Yeah. yeah. Um. The home run by inches. Altuve had a bad game, which is funny because I know, hate that guy. Yeah, because fuck him. <laughs> Uh, fuck yeah. Altuve and fuck your birthday, maybe the greatest oh, yeah. in the history of baseball. <laughs> yeah, that one I don't like going back to, though, because it obviously he just won- moti- it yeah. motivated right. him. Yeah. He got pissed off and he did better. It's like, yeah. well, great, that blew up in everyone's face. It sure did. But, uh, yeah, and look where he is now. So it's like, you know. Yeah, it's still, su- funny, <laughs> still funny that it happened. Yeah, he's yeah. sucking dick in the World Series. Yeah, he's <laughs> uh, yeah, he's he's over there doing stuff. Verlander um, is kind of a topic right now because – Justin Verlander has not 
been a part of the Astros team really all year in the sense that like he doesn't go to shit. He doesn't go to team events. He doesn't travel with the team. He doesn't really sit in the dugout even during yeah. home game. Like he's just not a part of the team. Where is he? He's <laughs> injured. Is he just rehabbing? Yeah, he's like fucking off all around the world with Kate Upton. Like what right. the fuck does he care about the fucking yeah. Houston Astros? But uh, <clears throat> it means two, th two things. A lot of people think he's going to leave. And the big rumor is that he's going to uh, sign a stupid deal in Detroit and retire there because mm. he wants to retire Tiger. And yeah. then uh, apparently the Astros were going to ask Verlander to throw out the first pitch for this. And the Astros players got together and said, fuck that. No way. We don't want him. We do not want him on the first the pitch yeah. for the World Yeah, he's series. like, he doesn't want to be a part of the team. We do not want him on the fucking field for a moment of the World Series. Yeah. Wow. Oh, wow. I mean, it makes sense. The fact that he hasn't been there at all, you yeah. know, and you'd know if he, you know, he, he hasn't been there all season. So. Yeah. And, the, and like, not only is he not there, like, they can go on Instagram and see him in like Bali with like his supermodel girlfriend. And they're like in the midst of a, they're kind of in game 107 out of 162, just like grinding their way to success and knowing he's going to get a ring while he's like out there if they win. I think they should bring Kate Upton throughout the first pitch and still not let Justin Verlander in. Well, I, th yeah. I think they would have all been like much, much happier. That'd be really that. funny. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, literally, it's, it's, I don't know. They should let that guy who Mattress Mac throw out the first pitch because I, if the, Astros get swept, I think he's going to die. Yeah. He bets so much money on those games. He does, like, every year, right? Yeah, he does. Every time a Houston team is in, like, a massive game, he puts at least a million dollars. I sometimes, in my head, mix him up with the My Pillow guy, <laughs> who's, like, the crazy Trump supporter who did a three-hour documentary on YouTube about how the election was stolen. Yeah. I'm just like, wow, this guy really cares about Trump and the Astros. <laughs> and crystal meth. Yeah. <laughs> There's nobody who's ever made a documentary that quickly, that long, yeah. that's not methed out yeah. <laughs> like, it's, uh, that's fucking hilarious um, yeah Matzik is also going to be kind of a breakout kind of name especially amongst like bigger fans like it, the performances he's putting out of the bullpen are so cool to watch yeah the Braves uh, just over everyone's just playing their part and Matzik especially is probably going to be like I don't know when his contract's up but he may get a spot as like closer on a Team. Absolutely. Yeah. If he can hang on to the end of this without yeah. like a blow-up inning, he'll definitely get some more money than he was going to next year. It's a yeah. big, big pay jump for him. And that's the thing is he does have to hang on because yeah. there's still so much time to like have a bad inning and in I'm a sure we'll, spot. And I'm sure we'll see him a bunch if the game if it goes to more than a four- or five-game series. There'll be some bullpen games. There's a good chance them. he starts game seven. Yeah. <laughs> it's like what yeah. the f like, if At that point, like if game six is an elimination game for them and you throw Freed— who do you throw in seven? You might yeah. have to start him as yeah. part of a bullpen game because you can't let yourself go down in game seven. So if right. you're going to say he's our best guy that's not the closer, you have to put him out there for at least two, three. Yeah. So he, he might end up having – he might be one of the bigger names. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, obviously, the Houston is down 1-0, and they – they lost their game at home, right? So they're yep. they're essentially uh, lost their home field advantage, so they badly need this game. The Braves – since they lost their ace, they badly need to win this series quickly. Yep, you know, yeah. they, if they don't win it quickly, then it's, yeah, the longer it goes, the harder it'll be. Yeah, yeah for sure. Yeah. Um, Today it's Max Freed versus Jose Urquidy. <laughs> oh, Urquidy, Urquidy. Yeah, that's yeah. a. Well, I saw that when Framber was pitching yesterday. I thought like, oh wow, what an amazing. If I'm the Braves, I'm so hyped because I don't know, like Framber is a breaking ball pitcher. Primarily, I don't think his fastball breaks 92. Yeah. So if one of his breaking pitches is off, he's kind of fucked. Because if you're throwing 92-mile-an-hour fastballs to major league 
Yeah, you're that's fu- that's the Astros pitcher you're yeah. talking about. Yeah. He well, the thing is, he had a bad first game in the in the in the ALCS, and then he was awesome in the in Game Five. You know, well, that's so kind of the thing. The Astros, some guys, have, that's what they do. It's the Braves are doing it this year, and the Astros kind of have it. It's just guys are gone, guys are hurt, new guys come in, and just everyone who comes, they have a system that is just guys are coming in, and guys who you haven't, they just their players do well. Yeah, and it's so hard for curveball pitchers, too, because if you fuck it up, it's like if you perfectly place a curveball, it's like unhittable. But if you fuck it up at all, it's either a wild pitch or a home run. Like mm-hmm. there's really no middle ground. So if you have your sliders not working and now all you have is a curveball and a fastball, you're going to miss some time and they're going to take you for a ride. So I was surprised to see him start game one. Although I guess yeah. who do you throw? Granky? Like, yeah. 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 Granky will be game three. Probably. I yeah, hope, they're pitching. Yeah. I mean, obviously they're in the World Series, right? But yeah. they're they're all about hitting. Like, their hitting just needs to overwhelm teams. Yeah, I hope Granky does some weird shit in the World Series because more people need to see how weird Zach Granky is. Everyone's mm-hmm. gonna take that as a silver lining if they win that Granky gets a championship. Yeah, yeah exactly. And and, and yeah. also uh, Baker. Uh, that that Dusty well, Baker. Yeah, fuck him. Oh, I'd like to see Dusty Baker get a World Not Series. Not me. Win. Yeah. yeah well, him. once he leaves them and becomes the Yankees bench coach, then he can. Right. Then he yeah. Can <laughs> well, I'm saying as far as the silver line, if the Astros right. win, I'll be happy. Dusty Baker has a World Series. Oh, uh, it'll be brutal seeing Altuve happy. Yeah, it yeah. will be. I, I just want. I want. I want. So this is my hope, and this is also my prediction: is that the Astros will get swept. <laughs> None of the games will even be a save situation in the ninth. That that'll yeah. there won't even be a close game in it, and every player on the Astros will retire in shame. <laughs> <laughs> That's your prediction. That's Face. my prediction. That's yeah. my prediction. Other than Correa, who will sign a three-year uh, discount contract with the Yankees. Oh yeah, as long as it's less than three hundred fucking million. Yeah, it'll be three years, fifteen mil. <laughs> yeah. Did you see that yesterday? That Pisan is saying that the Yankees want Seager and they're expected to pay him like three hundred and five million dollars. I, I I listened to it. Uh, yeah, Michael K. Show. That was his prediction: is that he thinks that the Yankees will sign Seager, and he didn't even say, uh, you know, he wasn't like, oh, that. It sounded like like they're gonna sign Seager. Like that's how they're gonna get a shortstop. So their options. It's are perfect. Like, he's a lefty. He's uh, yeah. you know, he's, Seager would be the guy. Seager would be the, the guy. Any of the shortstops that are out there, I like Seager. There's so much money tied up into long contracts now, though. Yeah. When you get them, it just sucks where it's They're like- going to make moves. They're going to get rid of guys. They're going to try to bring in young young guys who probably aren't ready to to fill in spots that they probably shouldn't be filling yet. Yeah. What they're going to have to do is do uh, kind of what the Boston Celtics did, is find some dumbass sucker to unload all your veterans on with these ridiculously large contracts now that they can't play anymore. And you right. end up looking around like, ooh, we have Kevin Garnett and Paul Pierce and all this like trade bo- them all to the Nets. Yeah, well, they should yeah definitely you find some tra- dumb piece of shit franchise that can't manage themselves at all. Trading Chapman makes so much sense. Yep. It yeah. makes so much sense. It Someone has actually for three years. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> he's on he's one year you'll you'll probably get a good package for him. You someone will definitely pay the rest of that contract. Get rid of him. Yeah. Get rid of him. You don't need to pay so much money for a bullpen. Yeah, nope. it's ridiculous. And especially not when there's like, when you have guys who are who are, are nobodies who have one good year. That's all you need. You just need four nobodies who have one good year, and then and then you have a bullpen that year. Yeah, uh, I've saw a couple of people on Twitter starting to be like, hey, you know, Zach Britton doesn't blow the Field of Dreams game. They don't have to. You know, like the wild card, they get to play in New York and Stanton has three home. Like they're doing this crazy what if like, yeah, it's like, you know, a lot of other shit would have been different 
you know, in every other day leading up to that, too. Right. 9-11 might not have happened. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's just like, <laughs> you can't. The- it's ridiculous. And the thing is, I got into that thought process very slightly the other day, and I thought, that's stupid. You know, you, you yeah. can't think, you know, the, one game will happen one way, and another game, would they would have lost the game that they did win, and, you know. Well, the thing I posted in the our group chat last night, I don't know if you saw it because it was super late at night, but I was uh, explaining to my girlfriend who Jim Abbott was last yes. night. Yes. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And, uh, I was going through his Wikipedia, and everybody remembers Jim Abbott, third in Cy Young voting, the no-hitter on the Yankees. Well, a few years later on the Angels, during his last season, he finished with a 2-18 record and a 7.6 ERA. Yeah. Which is the season you would be like, hey, a guy with one hand threw in the major league. What was their stats like? That's what you would think (laughs) Exactly. That makes so much more sense. And that season, the Angels didn't make the playoffs because they lost a one-game sudden-death playoff. So you could argue that that was all Jim Abbott's fault yeah. <laughs> because they had the one, like, you could say they were just, You could say they were just an arm's length away from making the playoffs. But I was, right. I was laughing really hard just picturing the next meeting where the GM is like, I know he had one hand. I know. I, I thought he was good. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, they, they really hated him that, that year. They were making fun of him all the time. Like, oh, yeah, guys, uh, tomorrow is the one-arm play. I mean, the one-game playoff. <laughs> Yeah, but he like for a while he was like the most inspiring. He's another one of those guys. Every single organization that about disabilities has given him an award at some point. Just oh like yeah, the uh, the, the Kofax. Yeah, they just forget like, about that year. Yeah, they, well, the fact that he even had a good game. Like I was trying to explain to her like the context of like okay, you take everybody now, have it to like the people that are like baseball. Now the people that are good at it. Now the people that are very good at it. Now the people that play in college. Now the people that make the pros. Now the people that throw a no like you're dealing with like put, the fact that he got there in the of first course. place. Yeah, and he had good seasons. You yeah, know, he, yeah. he was he was good. Well, who who's the guy that we got uh, I'm blanking on his name. We got from the Angels in the midway through the season, the pitcher. Um Heaney. Uh, Heaney. Heaney. So we we got Heaney, and a seven ERA is really bad. But Heaney had like a five ERA, right? And he had these clunky, yeah. cr- crappy starts with two with hands. With two hands, you know. That's, <laughs> so he should be pitching way better. So, but he had these clunky, bad starts, and he was pitching to a five ERA. And you know, I've watched enough baseball to know that I'm like, at some point, he's gonna have a good start. You know, a five ERA is not that bad. At some point, he's gonna have a good start. So you you look at these guys, unless you have a 100 ERA, mm-hmm. you're still a major leaguer. Yeah. A guy with a 7 ERA in the majors, yeah. that year, he went 2-18, and 18, right? He had two wins. He had a few good starts probably yeah. thrown in yeah. there, even with yeah. a 7 ERA. You got to hand it to him. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he could play competent baseball. But can you imagine? Yeah, he like, was a competent baseball player, even in that miserably, like, uh, one of yeah. the worst seasons of all time. He was still a competent major leaguer. But can you imagine? Most people couldn't win a game in major leagues. He yeah. won two. Well, I see, I see guys who are, like, hit, like, 130. I'm like, yeah. he's not hitting zero. Uh, he, might, he might get yeah. a hit right here. Right here, he might get a hit. But can you imagine being the manager, and it's, like, the first inning, and he's given up three runs? runs and you're staring at the guy with one hand like I think he can get it together like, 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 like at what point I see something in him I can't put my finger on it but there's yeah. something I can't put more than five fingers on it <laughs> yeah well that's the thing like it's almost like you're uh you're torturing him by still putting him out there when he's when he's two and 15 yeah. when, he, when he's one and 15 and you're like Dude, we got we need the innings. Yeah. It's it, like all right. It's it's unbelievable. I um, cannot yeah. believe that that actually happened at any point. We got a couple more things, then we'll wrap up. Yep. Um, let's see. Uh, you want to yeah, you want to jump Joe into Buck? 
Oh, yeah, right. Joe Buck on air last night admitted that he's pissed in bottles while broadcasting before, which I just thought was like a funny thing to like, it recontextualizes a lot of clips. Yeah. yeah. Like, when you go back, that thing, he might have his like junk out. Like, yeah, it, like you hear him from a distance. Like, so we got a 2 2 count here. You know, yeah. he's yeah, like, like right into John Smoltz's mouth. <laughs> yeah. uh, John Smoltz. Are you hearing just please? Oh, we will see you tomorrow night. <laughs> I absolutely. I'm like I'm glad now that I can officially say John Smoltz fucking sucks at broadcasting because even when he gets to call the Braves, he's bored. <laughs> yeah. You think finally now he's like, oh, it's been 23 years. I've been calling for teams I fucking hate for 23. Nope. 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 Mm. Still bored. The only oh, time yeah. he had a good time during the broadcast was when he watched Joe Buck piss in a bottle. Yeah, that. And, uh, <laughs> but uh, also. I don't know if you saw the clip of Guriel making that error. He he makes one of the most unathletic attempts at fielding a ground ball yeah. ever. He ends up head over heels, literally like rolling around on the ground. And then they found a clip of Smoltz doing the same thing, and he had a lot of fun watching himself. That's and then he fun. got bored again because yeah. he's a terrible person. <laughs> yeah, at I, I get. I like certain of his of his points that he makes now because he sounds more like an old man. Uh, he's yeah. like, so got a good game here. You know, he just sounds like he's like just tired. I like know? when but, he. Th- I like but it's when like the exact. You know, I'm not even saying anything different than you are. Yeah. You're saying like, yeah, he just seems bored. I'm like, oh, I kind of like these. It just seems like a sleepy old man now. Yeah, yeah. but it's just like for a long time it was like I could still get these guys out and. Here's how I would do it. Right. Yeah, I like now it. he's more yeah. like, oh, fuck. I, need, I don't think he thinks that anymore. So he's like, I just don't care. Yep. Really. I like when he said he would beat the shit out of Babe Ruth if he ever called a shot on him. That was fun. Yeah, like you <laughs> can tell, like John Smoltz like looks John, out for John I like, Smoltz. Yeah. I like John Smoltz. <laughs> he, he looks out for John Smoltz. And yeah, that, right, that's about right. it. He does not even like. I thought maybe he'd be a little more upbeat to talk about the Braves. Nope. <laughs> it doesn't give a shit. Not yeah. one shit at all. Um, and finally, the Mets presidency. Uh, they've offered the job to eight people and all eight have said no. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Yeah, so uh, nobody wants to be president of the Mets. And the Mets really are a team that, like, on paper, every... I mean, at this point, on paper, I would almost go as far as to say the Mets seem like, just on paper, they have more pieces and are better set up than the Yankees, even at this point. But it's just something Mets always happens. Yeah, yeah. It's a, the president of the Mets is such a like weird. It's like what mayor of like a bucket of shit. Like it's yeah. like how do you, like president of the Mets. No, a bucket of shit is already shit. Is it's like a bucket of what you think is like steak, and then you start eating it, and it ends up being shit. Because <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> the Mets have like talent. Yeah, yeah they it, do. it's, it's yeah, just it's... funny how you're being offered obviously this very lucrative job, and you're like, it's not worth it. Yep. It's, yeah, it's it's not worth it even even a little bit. Yeah, yeah, yeah it's a. Uh... All right, uh, we can dive into a, a couple other things. Uh, last night, the Braves, all nine of their starters got a hit. When was the last time that happened in the World Series? Is this tri- the trivia? Yeah. Last time nice. in a World Series, every member of a lineup got a hit. All nine starters. Um, hmm. I feel like it wasn't crazy long. I think, no, I was I was about to say Tampa have, last have year, a, but I, I don't. Guess. What a, is it? I have a strong guess. Uh, the 2015 Royals. Very close, but no. I'll say the uh, 2014 Giants. It was the 2014 Royals. Oh, oh wow. wow. Yep. Game six of the 2014 World Series. I remember yeah. watching the tw- the 2015 Royals, and they would just constant. And I guess it was both years, just that the Giants, like, they yeah. won in seven in 2014, right? But they were constantly hitting singles. Uh-huh. They would hit, like, eight straight singles. And I was like, what the 
fuck. Like, and ha, you know, and, and they, no, yeah. no power at all. Just single, yeah. single, single, okay. there was single. That, that year, that was the year, like, Hosmer was clearing bases for them. It was like yeah. Hosmer and Butler were, like, getting those big power Right, right. It would that, be three straight yeah. singles, and then finally, yeah. Yeah, and that last team, the 2014 Royals, did not win the World Series that year. Yeah. I don't they, know if that's uh, a bad omen for the Braves. <laughs> if yeah. all of your players get a hit in the World Series game, you're going to lose the Yeah, there's series. no Madison Bumgarner on the Astros. So. Yeah. And uh, one one more other one. Eddie Rosario, uh, in Game 7 of the NLCS, had on his own a 1.6% change in the game probability, which is the most for a single person in a playoff game since who and when? <sighs> One player made that much of a difference in a World Series game. In a, in a playoff game. In a playoff. Any playoff game. Any playoff game. Um, what? Do you know what the play was that he did? Or uh, it was just no. The, it's an overall game. Uh, the overall game. Gotcha. Yeah. Uh, I don't know win probability <laughs> stats that much, so I'll just have to think of somebody who had a really great world playoff game. Um, how long ago was it? It was um, more than 15 years ago. Oh, okay. okay. I was gonna. I was about to say uh, Roy Holiday. No um, <clears throat> could it be Barry Bonds in the 2002 World Series? No, that's a good guess, but it's not. Just uh, a player who I know had probably that much like win probability. Was it Johnny Damon in the 2004 ALCS? No, also a good guess. It's further back than that. A little bit further. Not. Not tremendously further, but further. David Ortiz, 2003. Nope. No. Okay, who was it? It was 1996. Oh, hold on. 1996 playoffs. Oh, Joe Girardi? No. <laughs> <laughs> um, 96 playoffs. Would it be... Is it a Yankee? Mm-hmm. Um... Bernie Williams. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Bernie Williams, one point six percent on his own. Wow. That Do you know game. what game it what was? Game? I don't. I don't remember the exact game, but I believe it was in an NL or ALCS rather. Yeah. In games. Yeah. Uh, well, didn't he hit a walk off homer? He hit a walk off yeah, homer yeah. against Boston in the '96 ALCS. No. Yeah. Couldn't have been. Well, they won against the, the Orioles in that ALCS. Oh yeah. right. In the '99 ALCS, ALCS yeah, was that, Boston. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, 96 was Baltimore, and he did have a walk-off homer in that. Yeah, 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 yeah. So, yeah, yeah it would have been yeah. that one. It was it was Bernie in 1996. Wow. Which was, oh, yeah, I, I know the uh, the call of that home run. <laughs> yeah? yeah? Let's yeah, hear it. Yeah, hit us. Myers goes away, away, away. So, Bernie ought to go to right field. The 2-2. Two, two. Swung on and driven a deep left. It is high. It is far. It is gone. <laughs> and yeah. I'm sure he said burn, baby, burn and all that. Yeah, yeah. I love it. I don't know if he was doing the names back then. Yeah, He did burn, baby, burn back then. That's okay. the only one that he did do. And he would do and Shane Spencer, home run to Spencer. It wasn't so much Georgie him just. Georgie Juiced one. He didn't do that yet. El Capitan. Didn't do that one yet because yeah. he wasn't the captain at the time. Right. Yeah, yeah. 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 But it's certain guys he created ones for other ones. It was like, well, like Shane Spencer hit ten home runs in the same month. So he, yeah. it was like he just said yeah. this thing like that didn't really. It wasn't connected to. Oh, I do this for everyone's home runs. It was like this guy just hit his ninth home run in the past two weeks. Yeah, yeah. it's probably a Tino Martinez got his too. Right, right. Bam Tino. The Bam Tino. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, he had a couple of those runs. Remember when Tino came back and he had what, like nine yeah. home runs in a row? Yeah, yeah. ten day, ten games and ten home runs. It's oh, just that there were like a couple twofers. The Tino home run in um uh game one of the ninety eight World. Series. Game one of the 98 World Series is one of my favorite games ever. Against Padres, we're down by three, and then 
Um, it's a three-run homer. I can't I can't remember who it is, but Tino hits a grand slam that puts us ahead. I think Paul O'Neill hit a three-run homer to tie it. Um, or Knobloch did, maybe. Um, but yeah, grand slam by Tino puts us ahead and we win the sweep the World Series. Bunch of Yankee fans living in the past. Yes. <laughs> yeah, 100%. <laughs> anyway. uh, that's where I'd lo- love to live with the Yankees. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That thing I, I think I sent it to you that that was the most savage like roast I've heard of the Yankees in so long, where it's like the NY stands for next year. That yeah. was really good. Yeah. And I've thought about that since then, since yeah. you sent that. And because yeah. like, oh, it's, uh, it's so true. Because, yeah, that one, that one stings. Yeah. Uh, uh, gambling corner with Anthony. What are you betting on right now, Anthony? Are you betting on World Series games? Uh, yeah, last night I took a sweet push on the over-under. It was eight, and it was final score was 6-2. So you just... Yeah. I was actually surprised they, like, gave the bet back because usually in gambling, if you tie, that just means fuck you. Like, yeah. you, you still lose. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, that was that was been fun. Uh, the over-unders is what I've been doing, and I've been pretty good at it because Astros, Red Sox, like, they don't... They're not pitching teams. Like, there's never going to be a one nothing Astros, Red Sox game. Yeah. So it was, like, lots of overs. I'm still playing... Oh, this happened to me last night, and I'm still like, I'm, I can still, I'm still angry about it. I was playing cards, and I had pocket jacks, and someone had pocket fives, and we get all in before the flop, and it comes out four, four, five. Uh, so hmm. now he has a full house. Yeah. The turn's a jack. Now I have a better full house. Yeah. The river's the last five. Jeez. Oh. Yeah, and I. I'm out oh, of the tournament very late. God. And the numbers on that, I go from a 78% favorite to a 5% to a 98.7 to zero. Wow. Jeez. All within 10 seconds. And I, it was one of those ones where it was like, I either have to break my laptop in half or like, like stop for the rest <laughs> of like, the, it was one of like, I've not, it's probably the worst beat I've ever taken. Yeah, you can either keep the ball and go home, or you yeah, can, yeah, uh, exactly. <laughs> so it was just one of I like it was you just stare at it like there's no fucking way that that just happened. That's rough. In that way, the, I, I might as well have just, like I might as well have won the lottery. Like yeah. that's how shitty this fucking luck Ugh. is. Wow. Uh, yeah. So that's been uh, that's yeah. been fun. Um, but we're gonna close out this episode with a very important update. Patrick's softball update. We had an injury this week. That's right. I pulled my hamstring, uh, <laughs> rounding second base, headed to third. Uh, it feels a lot better today. What's what's today? Wednesday. Uh-huh. Yeah, it feels a lot better. I ca- I was looking it up to see how long a hamstring pull can take, and it says it could be three weeks on the low side. You know, for a hamstring uh, for pull. like to be fully back where you can plant yeah. on it confidently. Yeah, exactly. Like and and I kind of like it's pretty tender. It's still it it was yeah. a legitimate pull. I'm gonna still play because I don't know. Yeah. What, what, why not? You know, but I mean, they, uh, it's probably gonna, esti- I might hurt myself though. <laughs> those estimates aren't. Uh, you know, they're not taking into account the Patrick Haggerty body. That's right. Exactly. <laughs> I mean, I'm a triathlete. You know, yeah. Mickey Mantle jeans stuff. Yeah, yeah. Back. And I think that like in a, in the majors they have to play really hard to compete. I don't have to play that hard uh, to. Yeah. Compete, you, you know, can I pick your spots. Yeah, maybe you're right. not diving for right. anything. Exactly. Yeah. Right. Yeah. No that, sprinting, really. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. But yeah, I, uh, it, I, it was actually going to play. It was first and third, no one out. We were down by one, and so there's this one girl on my team who she's a righty and she bats lefty, so she can drag the ball and get an out and let the run score. And I told, I convinced her not to do it. I was like, don't do that. We're like, we need more than one run. You know, I was like, Billy Bean would have a stern talking to you, yeah. talking to uh, about this. And I convinced her not to do it. So she hit a ground at a third. He threw it away. So I was rounding third and I pulled my hamstring. So it's uh, all my fault. Yeah, I yeah, fucked myself. That's uh, oh, that's 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 tragic. That's that's yeah. Oh, I would have just been 
uh, walking to second and, and if yeah. she had just done that stupid drag thing. Yeah, just a yeah. little, little <laughs> shot down yeah, to yeah. second base. Yeah. Oh, man. Well, we're glad to hear you're doing better. I'm doing a lot better. Hopefully by Sunday I'll be ready to rock and roll. Yeah, that's funny. Yeah. <laughs> All right. And, uh, yeah, about wraps it up for this week. We, uh, we'll we see. Maybe next week we'll have a World Series winner already. Could be. Hopefully. Could be. Um, but, yeah, either way, we'll be back next week with some updates. And uh, once the offseason starts, we'll be right into hot stove season. Baseball <laughs> Hall of Fame vote coming up. Hopefully our boy Oh, and Kurt a giant Sch- strike. And a giant <laughs> strike. <laughs> That's happening. And hopefully our boy Kurt Schilling gets in. <laughs> Thank you, guys. We'll see you next week. All right. We're going to be talking about